Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about Madras Cafe, a thriller about an Indian intelligence agent who's trying to thwart a rebel plot in the Sri Lankan Civil War. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the fourth in our terrorism series. It's funny because it's probably the most about... It's the most about actual terrorism. Well, what's actually interesting about this movie is that you could put it in war films or terrorism movies just because the nature of the Tamil Tigers is extremely ambiguous. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it's it's it's, it's about a real thing that happened and a war that was very, very horrible. But it also was the least like a movie Yes. So one of the things this movie is really praised for is its historical accuracy and the amount of research that was put into it. I could tell, not knowing anything about it, I was like, I bet this is super accurate. Yes. But that's also part of why it was a little bit boring. Well, yeah, because it's about a subject matter. The Indians really liked it because of that, but also because it was about something... John Abraham. (laughs) Well, of course, John Abraham. But also because it was just about something that they didn't know, like not a lot of movies are made about it. Mm -hmm. So it was something different. Yeah. Rather than just fights with Pakistan. Right. And I think watching this movie, you get a pretty good idea of the Sri Lankan Civil War and the Indian involvement in it. Absolutely. And I think that most people in America forget that Sri Lanka is super close to South India. Which it kind of would have to be because... Hindus, I don't know if this is all Hindus or just certain Hindus, don't like to sail, like they're forbidden from sailing over the black waters, right? So really deep water. So they would only be able to go to places that were relatively nearby by boat. And of course, there are Hindus in Sri Lanka. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, and have historically been, they have historically been there. So, yeah, it is pretty, pretty close to it. And in this case, it is a fight between the Tamil population, which is the minority population of Sri Lanka, and the Sinhalese population, which is the majority. And the Sinhalese have not treated the Tamil minority well because, you know, they're the minority. Right. Uh, guess what people do <laughs> Yeah, when there's a minority somewhere. Yeah. The Tamils got fed up with that, and they started fighting for their rights more vigorously. <laughs> Eventually founding the a group known as the Tamil Tigers. And engaging in just a full guerrilla war. Yes. But because it was guerrilla war, some of the tactics they used would not necessarily be smiled upon by things like the Geneva Convention. Yeah. yeah. Which has got them labeled as a terrorist group in many countries. This doesn't cover the entirety of the Civil War. This is really focused around one specific historical event. But it does talk about what started it. And at the very end, it it talks very briefly about how it wrapped up. So it's not, you're not going to get everything about it. But it is kind of an interesting fight. And I think the way they look at the Tamil Tigers is interesting as well. It is because, I mean, they show you what was happening to them, which is basically, like, death squads going out and just, like, executing them on sight. 
which is horrible. And so you can understand how someone was like, well, if that's what's happening to us, we need to go all out and any tactics are acceptable in this for us because that that's our survival. But then, of course, when neither side views the other as human, it's very hard to find an ending point. Yeah. And you could kind of tell, at least the way it was presented in the movie, they didn't really have a good ending point. Like, there there was no way for the leader, who's, who's a fictionalized version of a real person, but their leader, Anna, there's no way for Anna, perhaps. Is uh, there's uh, no, Anna. Uh, Anna, I think. Uh, for their leader, Anna, to end this conflict. Yeah, and and that I think is true for a lot of people that end up in these positions. They're in charge because they are the ones who finally just got everything together and they have the will to do it. But they only had one goal, which was, I want this thing to happen. They don't have a way for it to happen. They don't have a plan. They don't understand diplomacy or talks or anything like that. And that was this guy's problem. That was why... That was why India eventually stepped in, and it was why the war got so bad, because they were like, he's never going to accept anything except for, basically, Tamil independence in Sri Lanka, which is simply not going to happen. extremely unrealistic, especially since the Tamils are... They're not, like, from Sri Lanka. Well, exactly. So, I mean, it's unrealistic. Honestly, it's unrealistic in India. Like, they don't have that kind of independence even in India. Right. And so the absolute hubris to go in, and I get why he was asking for it, but the hubris to go to another country and say, you need to give these immigrants full sovereignty over an area or, like, their own laws in life. Right. It's just not going to happen. This movie was not well-received by Tommels. Was it not? It was not. <laughs> they actually tried to get it banned from showing anywhere in the country. Well, that does which, not surprise me. India constantly does that with their movies. Yeah, India cares passionately about their movies and is willing to fight tooth and nail about it. Yeah. Yeah, so they tried to get it banned from being shown anywhere in the country. The judge said... that. That wasn't allowed, but they could ban it in certain parts of Tamil Nadu if they wanted to. And so there were some places where it wasn't shown. They felt that the Tamils were being, like, anti-Tamil bias was being perpetuated and that it was very biased against them. I think, I will just say, as an outsider who doesn't really have a dog in the fight... What I will say is that I think the Tamils were actually treated pretty respectfully because they were shown as being just in the things that they were complaining about. And yeah, they they had a real reason to do the things they did. This is how terrorism starts. Terrorism right. doesn't start. And guerrilla wars, they don't start because everything's fine and someone's just a complainer. Yeah, and the, the Tamil, the average Tamil citizens are, it's extremely sympathetic to them. Mm-hmm. Because these are the innocents that are killed in the crossfire. Yeah. So well, they said at the end how many civilians were ta- yeah. to millions were killed. I mean, it was like thirty thousand. Yeah. So I think that this is kind of people digging in and being like, any criticism of us is is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I think, and I get that. Yeah, I think this movie does try and be pretty fair to both sides. 
I thought it was. I don't have a bias one way or the other. I didn't even know about this thing. Yeah, I mean, really. And I didn't think that it said that Tamils were anything. Yeah, because really the Sinhalese are almost this, non, like, they're not talked about at all. No, this just, like, I, I just kind of looked at it as, like, this thing happened and these yeah. people were, were part of it. But, like, those were also the people that lived there. Like, I don't, I don't, I think that that would have happened with a lot of any type of person that lived there could have ended up in that situation. It didn't seem Tamil specific to me. Yeah, because the other thing is Sri Lanka is mostly Buddhist. So Hindus that are going to be there aren't just an ethnic minority, they're a religious minority. So there, there's a lot of tension going on. Yeah. And the, I have to say, I've seen other movies where I'm like, whoa, I can't believe you just said that thing. That seems shockingly bigoted to me. So it's not like I'm just got my blinders on. But I I think that this movie was trying to be fair to both sides of the argument. Right. And, you know, honestly, if there were dog whistles or like minor things that only people in that situation would hear as like being insulting, those those are not obvious. Right. You would have to be very <laughs> familiar. You'd have to be like in that situation to know. Yeah. To outsiders, it doesn't. Right. We didn't pick up on None of that like is that. obvious. So I realize we haven't actually talked about the story yet. <laughs> and that is because this, the actual story is pretty incidental to the backdrop of the Civil War. John Abraham is technically the main character. He is an intelligence agent who India sends into Sri Lanka to talk to people, make some connections, do that kind of thing. It's continually frustrated. He eventually figures out there's a traitor on the inside. And he's working for this guy who is not great and kind of progressively a drunk. And yeah, it should tell you a lot to know that he was played by Prakash Belawadi, who played Mr. George in Airlift. The complainer. Nothing's ever good enough for him. Yeah, he has that face. He's got a face. You see him on screen and you're like, this guy. I don't trust you. He's the Indian Joey Slotnick. (laughs) He's never going to be cast as a nice guy. Yeah. So it's technically about him. He is the driving force in a lot of this. But he is a relatively cookie-cutter character. Mm -hmm. You never get the impression that you really know who this person is. I mean, he has a wife, and she's also pretty cardboard cutout. There's nothing very special about her. She's not in a lot of it, but the part she's in, you feel like she's just rehashing a lot of the same kind of conflicts. So the characters are not the strength of this movie. Which kind of works for what they're trying to do, I think. Because it's not about these people. This stuff happens in every war. Yeah. And it's not that these people were extra bad or extra good or whatever. Like, this is what happens. And this guy wasn't, like, central to the conflict in a way where it was about him personally. Yeah, I actually would have preferred for him to have absolutely no personal backstory in this. Yeah, me too. I didn't need that. Because I think that those bits dragged the movie down in a way they didn't need to. This would have been much better if he'd been more like a character like the Continental Op, where he's just there to play a part and you don't need to know anything about him. Mm-hmm. There is another woman who's in it. Nargis Fakri is how I'm going to say that. She plays a journalist. She is very young and attractive. I thought her lines were dubbed because they were so devoid of emotion. And yeah. they were given very strangely and woodenly. Yeah, so... They were not. I kind of wanted to talk about her, not because I felt like her character was a real standout, but because I felt like her acting was so bad. And I 
It was terrible. Don't love to criticize actors in movies. Because I realize sometimes you're not the best actress or actor. And you get put in a part that maybe isn't well suited to you. But this is someone who's been actually in several major movies. Yeah, I don't think that's what happened here. I don't understand anything about her in this movie. Because it did... It did strongly sound like her lines were dubbed, which is weird because she speaks fluent English. And didn't she, like, grow up in New York or something? She did. Yeah. It didn't sound like she grew up in New York. One of the trivium was that that she said her own lines in English. And I was like, okay, then why did they sound like that? Right. So it it wasn't that she had a strong accent. She didn't sound like she was from New York. But it was definitely an American sound. Yeah. I don't understand why the sound quality for her... Speaking was so different from everyone else in the scene. It was strange. That was baffling to me. And that's, I think, what gave it a dubbed sound. And honestly, the her line delivery is what ruined her entire performance. It was so weird. And I could never pinpoint why it was happening. I, I couldn't understand it. It, it was, wasn't It was good. very strange. And honestly, it felt like she was not being directed by the same person as anyone else in that movie. And again, this is not a character with a lot of nuance. She's the journalist who wants to do right by her sources, although she doesn't. Yeah. But I think part of it is I wish they had been a little bit bolder with their casting. Mm -hmm. I really, really wish they had cast an older Less attractive woman. That would have been great. Because I also don't buy this hot young woman as being like a hard-hitting journalist who works for a major paper. Yeah, you know, they even could have cast like an attractive-ish older woman. Um, That woman, Tilotama, I don't remember her last name. She played Alice in Monsoon Wedding. Oh, yeah. I've seen her in other stuff like recently. She's good. She could have been like someone like that. And I know they wanted someone with a foreign accent, right? So that would be the American accent. Sure. Which, but there have to be other older Indian looking actresses or do a non-Indian actor who's like still a good actor. I mean, there were just things I didn't like her casting and I didn't like her performance. She as a whole was a problem for me. I felt exactly the same. Yeah. For anyone who's going to watch this movie, you'll be relieved to know she's also not in a lot of the scenes. Yeah. I thought she would be a bigger part of it than she was. Thankfully she was not. Um, I also feel like they were trying to inject some, conflict about like journalists and the role they play in in these types of situations if that was the case they didn't devote enough time to it her character really felt like an afterthought but again like i said a lot of these characters they're just straight from the factory ready made like there's nothing much to them it's really the situation of the war that's what's important exactly because they never even had any stakes for her one way or the other this is a very western style movie no singing and dancing, sadly. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been greatly improved by a couple of dance numbers. It's This is going to be something for older teens, just if nothing else, because younger teens, anyone younger than that would not be able to sit through it. There's a lot of talking, <laughs> a lot of explaining, a lot of historical facts. But also pretty early on, there is just wholesale murder yes. going on left and right. It's not good. Yeah. I mean, I definitely wouldn't show this to someone younger anyway, but like... yeah. There is... Like, uh, execution style. Yes. Yeah. So, there's that, too. But, honestly, honestly, anybody who is too young to watch this would find this so boring. Oh, my gosh. 100%. Also, I would say probably intermediate viewing, because I think there's a lot of Indian cultural stuff, not, like, in the way they're acting, but just in Indian history, 
this is kind of a deep cut, even for the Indians. Also, because there are so many characters, this was not the case. You're right. There are a lot of characters. Yeah, this was not the case for me or for Rose, because we have seen so many Indian movies. But I think that other people would have a hard time telling some certain actors apart. And I think they would not be able to remember their names. Yes. So I think that would be really hard. That is an excellent point. Okay, so that's all for non-spoilers. We will do spoilers after the interval. things that Indians might remember in their history, I guess if they, I don't know, I feel like in American history classes, we never got to recent history. So then there's just like weird gaps in your knowledge. We were like, let me tell you all about the American Civil War. But like, I can't tell you what happened during the Nixon administration. Sure can't. So I'm like, maybe they don't know about this. I don't know. But one of them pretty bad. I feel like they go over this. Yeah. So the historical event that this is really all building up to is the assassination of, and they've changed his, they changed a lot of the names in this movie. I don't know why. I feel like they might have just been better off keeping them the same. But the assassination of Rajiv Gandhi, former prime minister. By this point, he was no longer in office. And this is a real assassination that happened by the Tamil Tigers, um, basically because he was endorsing Tamil politicians who they felt would hurt their cause and his endorsement mattered a lot and uh this assassination the way they showed it is in fact the way it happened with her setting off the suicide vest as she went to touch his feet which i just feel like is uh, especially insulting so horrible i know right and he was not the only person killed. 14 other people, innocent people who were at the rally were also killed. Absolutely. They said this bomb will kill people 20 to 30 feet. Yeah. And I think this is the thing where you may start off sympathetic with the Tamil Tigers in the beginning because you see or you've been told what they, how they were treated by the Sinhalese. But by the end, they're killing innocent people with absolutely no regard to the right or wrong of it just because they want to assassinate the ex-prime minister. Now there's kids there. Yeah. I hate to endorse the assassination of our own presidents, but I will say that when they were assassinated, they were the only ones killed. Yeah. And I think that if you're going to assassinate someone, it's going to be best to be specific with what you're doing, because as soon as you start killing innocent people that just happen to be there, I feel like you start losing a lot of support and sympathy. Yeah, I mean, we're not saying do it. We're just saying if you have to. Right. (laughs) And this is extra terrible because his mother, Indira Gandhi, was also assassinated. For an unrelated reason, but yes. Yes. And this is part of the problem is is what makes the Tigers a terrorist group that you have a difficult time sympathizing with is the methods that they ultimately wind up using to accomplish their goals, which include not only this kind of indiscriminate 
uh, civilian casualty that are in things like the assassination attempt and who knows what else they were doing. Right. But also the fact that they would use children as Mm -hmm. soldiers. Yeah. That's usually a sign. Like when you start doing that, that's when you need to take a look in the mirror and say like, Hmm, have we gone too far? Guess what? None of them ever do. Yes. Say that. And the answer is always Uh, ask that question. And yeah, but yeah, that's always a sign that maybe you should step back. You know, once you've started crossing those boundaries, it stops mattering how just your cause is because nothing, nothing is worth that. Exactly. Because you are now just as bad, if not worse, than the people that you're fighting against. Mm-hmm. How many lives have you destroyed on the other side of things? Even if people are alive and in your army, how many of them have you shattered? Yes. And of course, the great tragedy of this film isn't just, I mean, they they are very upset. John Abraham's character is very upset about the fact that the assassination attempt was successful. They weren't able to thwart it. Which, again, if you were Indian, you would know that they weren't going to be able to thwart it. So that might undercut some of the suspense of the last scene. I don't know. Well, they, they told you at the beginning. Well, yeah. That it was, and that was part of me watching this. I was like, well, cool. This is depressing for no reason. I already know this is going to happen. Yeah. But John Abraham comments that this is the moment when both sides lost. Mm-hmm. The prime minister died, which I assume the assumption is that if you're not with the Tamil Tigers, you did support the, the ex-prime minister. I don't, it feels to me like there might be more than two sides in this situation, but let's assume that these are the two sides. Cause that's the way John Abraham puts it. The, the ex-prime minister is killed and the Tamils lost, I would imagine quite a bit of support yeah. in India which would mean the Indian government supported the Sinhalese even more in the Sri Lankan Civil War. Yeah, because it was one thing for people to know that there were threats against the prime minister. Nobody thought that they would actually do it. Even most of the people, as this movie shows, in the defense room, the high ups in intelligence, like most of them even thought like they wouldn't actually do it. It never really leads to the outcome people are hoping for. And that is the case with the Tigers. The The Tunnel Tigers were ultimately defeated in 2009 by the Sri Lankan government. And a ton more Tamils were killed than probably would have been killed. Also, a bunch of Sinhalese were killed. And this isn't just like combatants. This is innocent, ordinary civilians. Because again, Sri Lanka is not a big place. This is not like the American Civil War, where there Mm -hmm. were whole areas that were almost untouched, except for the loss of soldiers. Yeah. This is a very small place. So the fighting was very present. And a lot of innocent civilians wound up being killed. And this war lasted a long time. And... It ultimately ended with the Tamil civilians worse off than they began because they weren't, I don't think they were treated any better by the Sinhalese. If nothing else, the Sinhalese probably hated them more than they did to begin with. A lot of them decided to leave, which uh, is 100% the camp I would have been in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were killed. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's part of the problem with terrorism is that I feel like once you start they kind of feel stuck because this is what happens if you stop or if you don't win. Yeah, you're then you're just the terrorists and then everybody is prejudiced against you for different reasons. And all of their things that they thought before are just confirmed and 
Yeah, it also solidified. Yeah, and it also makes it hard to negotiate with you because no one really trusts you anymore. Like, because yeah. also the next time you're unhappy about something, you're just going to start killing people again. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a difficult situation. So th- I think this was a good movie at showing how groups wind up falling into these kind of behaviors and the ultimate futility of it. Even if it seems like things might be going your way for a while, it's just ultimately not going to work out. So we have one last movie in our terrorism series, and we are getting away from the nitty-gritty action of the terrorist life and back to Rishi Kapoor. Yes. (laughs) We're moving into the courtroom. All right. With Malk, which is about the family of a terrorist. So that is available to rent from YouTube or Google Play. We'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com. Mola sumerere.